Good morning and welcome to uh, what is windy, sunny Horsham. Um, but it's good to be here this morning. You can't hear me. I can hear me. It's all right. Well, I, I, I'm understood that I, I, I can be heard, yeah? Okay. Um, sorry, sorry about that, Kath. <laughs> so welcome. Um, and it's good to, uh, to be together. Welcome also to those who are online, who are watching us, and I hope that um, you can hear me as well. Welcome also to uh, Peter Lynch. Um, he and his wife uh, work uh, uh, and serve with the BMS, uh, Baptist uh, Missionary Society, or uh, Baptist World Mission, as I think I'm supposed to call it now, um, working in Bangladesh in partnership with the Baptist Church there. And it's great to have you, um, Peter. Um, we did share a little comment beforehand when um, uh, I did detect a slight accent. Uh, Peter uh, originates from Manchester. Um, I lived a few years in Liverpool. Um, there's a difference between Liverpool and Manchester, uh, and it's not only the football teams, but there you go. So welcome uh, here uh, to uh, Horsham. It's uh, a wonderful day, and I thought we would start with a prayer of thanksgiving uh, this morning. So let's pray. Blessed are you, sovereign God. Creator of all, to you be glory and praise forever. You founded the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. In the fullness of time you made us in your image, and in these last days you have spoken to us in your Son, Jesus Christ, the Word made flesh. As we rejoice in the gift of your presence among us, let the light of your love always shine in our hearts. Your spirit ever renew our lives and your praises ever be on our lips. Blessed be God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Blessed be God forever. The night has passed and the day lies open before us. Let us pray with one heart and mind as we rejoice in the gift of this new day, so may the light of your presence, O God, set our hearts on fire with love for you. Amen. So let's um, stand and join our cheerful songs uh, as we uh, unite as one people.
seated. So I thought it would be good to have a, a, a responsive reading, particularly one where we're lifting our hearts to God uh, and to, to, to bring our praise to Him. So we're going to say the Sersum Corda, um, which is, as you know, uh, we lift up our hearts. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, it is our joy and duty at all times and in all places to give you thanks and praise, Holy Father, Heavenly King, Almighty and Eternal God. Therefore, with angels and archangels, and with all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and saying, Holy, Holy, Holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. And we'll continue talking and thinking and singing about our Lord Jesus. So let's sing, Jesus is the name we honour.
Thank you. Please be seated. I'm going to ask Peter um, to come and talk. Um, down here it says the Gamcha. You're going to explain all of that. Anyway, Peter, over to you. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Uh, and good morning to everyone online as well. It's, it's really good to be here. Thank you uh, for the invitation. It's my first time in Horsham, so uh, clearly better than Manchester, Liverpool, or, <laughs> or anywhere else. Uh, you have only got me this morning. I do have a, another half and a better half. Uh, she's, she's gone to Heathervale Baptist Church this morning. So my wife's called Louise, and uh, we have two grown-up boys. One's Callum, who's in Newcastle, and, uh, and the other is Jonah, who is, who is getting married in three weeks' time. So, if truth be told, yesterday I was in Liverpool on a stag do. <laughs> so, from Liverpool to Horsham in one easy lesson. And that's maybe why my throat's a bit, uh, a bit croaky. But anyway, enough preamble. It's wonderful to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much uh, for the invitation. And thank you for your support for BMS World Mission. Uh, we work, uh, Louise and myself, we work in Bangladesh. Uh, everyone in Horsham knows where Bangladesh is. But just in case you need locating, here is... Uh, here is the map surrounded by India, uh, a short history as a nation because it only became uh, an independent nation in 1971. Uh, but, uh, but this is Bangladesh. And the next picture shows you what we see when we fly into Bangladesh. I always think uh, it looks a little bit like Legoland because it's, uh, it's, this is Dhaka. 21 million people live in Dhaka. And, uh, and we are two of them. And, and it's just lots and lots of, of apartment blocks. It's uh, quite a challenging uh, place to live. If we go on to the, the next picture, 170 million people uh, live in Bangladesh. Only 0.3% of the population are Christian. Uh, Dhaka uh, ranks as the seventh least livable city in the world. That's mainly because of the congestion and air pollution. Uh, and also, as you will know, it's a country prone to natural disasters, uh, cyclones, flooding, and very vulnerable to uh, the effects of climate change with uh, any change in sea level. will have an immediate effect in Bangladesh because basically the whole country is at sea level. So it's a, a fascinating and wonderful place to live. And our job is to work with the, if we go to the next slide, is to work with the Bangladesh Baptist Church Shongo, uh, which is BBCS for short, which is uh, the main Baptist denomination in, in Bangladesh. It traces its history right back to William Carey, who was the first BMS missionary who went from the UK and nearly all of Protestant Christianity in Bangladesh traces its roots back to the faithfulness of William Carey going to that, uh, that part of the world. Now there are 390 churches, 180 pastors, uh, 17 new outreach areas where, uh, where workers are sharing the gospel. 
And, uh, and the last statistic, uh, the children in Sunday school, and who are the children? Children in Sunday school in Bangladesh do an exam every year. Wow. As if there aren't enough tests and exams in your lives. But in Bangladesh, they do an exam every year, and 3,000 of the children got their certificate this year for passing their, their Sunday school exam. As a fast track into, into what we actually do, there's a little video now, uh, just with some musical backing. That'll be much better than me talking for the next three or four minutes. So we'll watch this video and then I'm going to present you with the gamcha. Build your kingdom here. Let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand. Heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire. Win this nation back. Change the
let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand, heal our streets and land. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. When you run out of pictures, the music needs to stop. <laughs> So as you can see, we, uh, on behalf of BMS and on behalf of you as the Baptist churches in the UK who support BMS, then we work with, with the Bangladesh Baptist Church Shongo and, and do a whole range of different things, kind of summed up by this, by this which is a gamcha. Uh, I wonder who can, what might you use a gamcha for? Any ideas? I'll open it out. What do you to cover your head? Yes. If it's hot, then you would you would cover your head. People also wrap them around their heads, and so that uh, and then they can balance bricks, heavy baskets of fruit, anything. They they carry things. Uh, on their heads, so they use a gamcha for that. Anything else you might use a gamcha for? Sorry? A prayer mat. That's a good idea. <laughs> so you're, you're right. Uh, Bangladesh is a 90% Muslim country, and so they have their prayer mats. They tend not to use a gamcha for a prayer mat, but you could use it as to, to put on the floor. We often take, well, we carry them with us everywhere we go. We use them as a towel. We, sometimes you wear them. You, uh, uh, what else do we do? Yeah, that's, that's enough. There's a few pictures of people, of people using gamchas for different things. But for us, they've come to, to symbolize something because basically when you have a gamcha, you're ready for anything because you can protect yourself. Uh, you always have clothing, you always have something to sleep under, you always have uh, something to carry things in. You're ready for anything. And then also, if you go to somebody's house, often someone will be wearing a gamcha around their waist, and when you wash your hands before dinner, they will offer you the gamcha so that you can, so that you can wipe your hands on it. So as well as symbolizing being ready for anything. They're also a symbol of being ready to serve. And there's a lovely verse when we were learning Bangla. There's a lovely verse in John chapter 13 where, where you probably know this, well, you will know the story, where Jesus washes the disciples' feet. And, uh, and it says, when Jesus was in that room with his disciples, he took off his outer robe, he got a bowl of water, and then it says in Bangla, he wrapped a gamcha around his waist. And then he washed all the disciples' feet, and after he'd washed their feet, he took the gamcha, it says in Bangla, and he dried their feet. And so the gamcha for us has has become this symbol of ready for anything, ready to serve. And in all the churches we're visiting, we're, we're giving the gamcha to you as a church to, as a kind of visual reminder of Bangladesh, 
but also as a, a little reminder that as God's people here in Horsham, he calls all of us to be ready for anything and to be ready to serve because that is our calling as disciples of Jesus. So I'd like to present this to... I'd like to, I'd like to present this gamcha to this family here. <laughs> and it's a gift for Horsham Baptist Church, Brighton Road Baptist Church. Thank you. <laughs> Peter, that was uh, enlightening about Agancha. Now I know. Um, there's something about you talking of a, a city with millions and millions and millions of people. We're in Horsham. We have a town of 20 to 30,000 people. So I thought it appropriate that perhaps we should just sing that, uh, that song, Colours of Day uh, Light Up the Fire, because it speaks about going out into the, uh, the community, into the town, uh, and, and talking to people about our faith and our God. And uh, as we sing it, I'm going to ask if the children would like to leave. Uh, I'm sure they've got their own activities to do, and, um, and, and so they can leave during this hymn. So let's stand and sing together. Uh, Jesus, uh, Colours of the Day, Light of the our fire.
Please be seated. So we've uh, we've thought of Bangladesh, uh, and we think of Bangladesh, but I think it's just an opportunity for us to reflect on what we saw and heard, and reflect on where we, uh, as the people of Jesus in, in Horsham uh, can be and can do, and what we can do in our town. So we're going to put a picture up on the, uh, the screen. Uh, it's just something for you to think about. And we're going to just quietly uh, sit, uh, and we're just going to sing through You Are Beautiful. And we're going to sing it twice, and we'll sing it quietly, and uh, just reflect on, on what we've been thinking about. Shall we join in the prayer that Jesus taught us? 
Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading this morning is from Genesis, chapter 2, verses 1 to 7. Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy, because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. And no shrub of the field had yet appeared on the earth, and no plant of the field had yet sprung up, for the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground. But streams came up from the earth and watered the whole surface of the ground. The Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. We come to our prayers of intercession. Let us pray. <coughs> Heavenly Father, our God, our Lord, and our Saviour, we acknowledge your greatness, your power, and we praise you for your love toward us. Fathers, we come before you this day. We gather as a fellowship, a people joined by your Holy Spirit, and part of the body of Christ. Psalm 46, verse 10. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. And so, Father, we pray this morning for the world that we live in. We are mindful of so much to pray for. We see the world is not at peace. There is much hardship, many are suffering, many without food and water. Many struggle because of wars and suffer because of flood and drought. Lord, our hearts are heavy with so much pain and distress. Comfort us with your peace and grace as we seek to follow you in these days. Lord, we pray for governments and authorities and powers that you will bring your peace and mercy and grace into these uh, trying and difficult conditions and situations. May you raise people of faith and wisdom and influence. May we start to see your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we want to pray uh, this morning for the work of the BMS World Mission and for the work of proclaiming your gospel across the world. We pray for the personnel and staff and the leadership. We pray for those working to bring the good news of your kingdom in the places that they are working in, especially of those that we take a special interest 
in with our prayers and our support. And again, we pray for Peter and Louise as they work in Bangladesh. We pray for protection and strength in the work that they are doing. Lord, we would pray for the persecuted church and for Christians suffering because of their faith. So many places in the world where your love is rejected. We continue to pray for the difficult conditions so many people live under. Father, we pray for the work and the use of radio and the internet in reaching into the world. And we pray that this tool could be used wisely and with great effect. And now, Father, we pray for our country, our town and the church in Horsham. And Fathers, we pray with you today, we all have different needs. We all have different concerns and burdens. We pray for our nation. We pray for our politicians and local governments. We pray for good governance, wise and with justice and compassion. And we pray your truth will be seen in all these situations. And so, Father, we pray for those amongst us in our community and in our church. Lord, we place into your hands those we love and know that are carrying extra burdens and worry and concerns. We pray for the young growing up with cultural pressures and mental health issues. We pray for those with health worries, those that are not well, for those in hospital or in care. We pray for those grieving and for those who are lonely. We pray for those in our community who are struggling with cost of living and with other worries. Lord, we lift before you all those who we care for or we look after, whether in our children or an ageing population. Lord, you have shown us by your example how to show compassion and live our lives for you. And as we pray for ourselves and others, give us the strength to persevere on the various paths that you have set before us and help us to show your love in all situations. Heavenly Father, fill us again with your spirit and strengthen us for your purposes to work to your glory and honour. So, Father, we bring our prayers through the name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Our second reading this morning comes from John chapter 20, verses 19 to 22. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together, with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he had said this, he showed them his hands and sighed. The disciples were overjoyed when they saw the Lord. Again, Jesus said, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I am sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. Thank you. So let's um, sing about this Lord of Eternity who dwelt in humanity, meekness and majesty. And then after this, Peter will come and um, add further to his um, information and talk about Bangladesh. But I think he wants to say a bit more than that.
It's a privilege to be able to share God's word with you this morning. So thank you. Thank you again, not just for giving me the opportunity to give a little update on Bangladesh, but also to, to share with you. What I'm going to do is take us on a little journey through a few scriptures and mix it in with a couple of videos of stories of things that have been happening uh, in Bangladesh. Uh, so before we launch in, let's, let's pray and, and just ask for, for God to open our hearts to, to what he wants to say to us. Lord, you are here by your Holy Spirit. You're a God who loves us and a God who speaks to his people. So we pray now that our hearts would be open, our ears would be open, our minds would be open to what you want to say to us today. Jesus, we listen for your voice. Amen. One of the nice things about, about speaking in UK Baptist churches is you get to do it in English. And believe me, I'm better in English than I am in Bangla. So, so if this isn't good, <laughs> then, then think of the mercy that's needed for the people in Bangladesh. But uh, uh, everywhere we go, you get, uh, you get told stories of classic language mistakes that that missionaries have made over the years, and it's very humbling and disarming. Uh, my my favourite one is the uh, is is that there's two words that sound very similar. One one means light, and one means potato. And uh, and uh, so potato is alu, and light is alo. And uh, it has been known, apparently, for missionaries to do a whole sermon on Jesus as the potato of the world. <laughs> and there are, there are many other mistakes that are very easy to slip into that I'm sure any of you who've, who've travelled or work overseas uh, have, ex have maybe experienced yourselves. But uh, again, one of the other things that we do because of language limitations is we tend to do a lot of our communicating using pictures rather than words. Uh, and so I'm going to show you just four pictures. And if you were listening to the Bible readings, you've had some clues already. But here's, here's four pictures. All you need to do is just, uh, is just identify where in the Bible this picture is referring to and then, and then just think about what the connection might be. And so the first picture is, is this one. Please don't let me down on this one. <laughs> Breathing life into man. Yes, Genesis chapter 2, beautifully read. Genesis chapter 2. God, as he was creating all things, it says, he took from the dust of the earth and made the form of a man or of mankind. And then this form was without life. And God breathed life. Genesis chapter 2. The second one. Right. Someone said this in answer to the first one. <laughs> I heard it. 
Which, which account is this? This is, this is Elisha. Yes. <laughs> this is Elisha. Yes, a pastorally confusing story where, uh, where Elisha does something that definitely is not recommended these days. But Elisha is, is, comes to the home of the widow uh, who's lost, lost her son. The son was a gift, had been a gift from God, and then the son died. And it says, Elisha, this is in, in Kings, Elisha went into the room of the child and lay on top of the child. And as he was lying on the child, life was restored. Here's number three. Yes. We're growing in confidence now, aren't we? <laughs> Lazarus. Lazarus in the tomb. John's Gospel. Lazarus, the friend of Jesus. And Jesus restores Lazarus's life. And then the, the last one. Again, if you were reading, listening to the readings earlier... Yes, Jesus meets with uh, the risen Jesus, comes into the locked room of the disciples. And again, he breathes on them. The connection to Genesis 2, I think, is quite strong. Jesus breathes on his disciples. So the obvious connection and the kind of theme that I just want us to think about is, is this life? giving God that we worship that we know and how does this God call us enable us and want us to be his life-giving people Jesus said in John 10 10 he said it's the thief that comes to steal and kill and destroy but Jesus said, I have come to bring life and life in all of its fullness. Now, that's, that's the ministry of Jesus. It's also one of the motto verses for BMS World Mission. But this is why we believe in, in mission, not just sharing the gospel, but holistic mission through health, through education, through development, through legal work, and through preaching the gospel. We as God's people, and as BMS World Mission, and as Baptist churches in the UK, we're called to be life-giving people who bring fullness and wholeness. The enemy steals, kills, destroys, but Jesus brings life. So I just want to go through these four, four pictures and just link a thought to, to each picture. In Genesis chapter 2, God is the life giver, the life breather. One of the things that you notice in Bangladesh, and much more than in the UK, is that it's a far more God-centred society. 90% Muslim country, 8% Hindu, 0.3% Christian. But nearly every conversation that you have has some reference to God. When you meet people and greet people, then, then in Bangla, the greeting 
for Christians is also which means by God's grace I am good or I am well. The Muslims, when you greet a Muslim, your greeting is always has reference to the grace and the mercy of God. Everybody lives with a God consciousness. When you say goodbye to people, again, whatever religious background they're from, when you, they, when you say goodbye to people, it's very, very common that people will say, pray for me, brother, pray for me, sister. And it's an opportunity to pray there and then or just to assure people that, that we will pray for them. God is... God is part of everyday life for many, many people in, in our world. And they know about Genesis 2, not necessarily the Bible reading, but it's that consciousness that all of life is a gift from God. The fact that we're here this morning, it's the grace of God. The fact that we exist, that we have our life and our being is, is the grace and the mercy of God. And God is a God is a sovereign God. We have some lovely stories occasionally. I was trying to remember whether I we shared this story last time. This is where we're going to show the a video that we won't show we won't show online for sensitivity reasons. But this is a video of how this sovereign life-giving God revealed himself to a group of people. Who, who were from a, a Sufi Mus, a Muslim background. Uh, that's the kind of stream of Islam where people are very open to go on a spiritual journey. Anyway, God, God revealed himself to this group of people. They came to us one day uh, and said, we've come to hear about Jesus. Jesus has been revealed to us and we want to know more. And this is a little video that just tells the, their story.
just, just shows up. <laughs> no one's done anything. No one had been there, but God just revealed Jesus to them somehow. And they come to you and say, we want to know more. This is the God that, that we worship, that we follow. Then this second story, Elisha. When I, when I see this picture, then the word that comes to mind when Elisha lies on top of this child, the word that comes to mind for me is the word proximity. You know, if we, if we want to see God at work, then proximity is everything. We need to make ourselves proximal to those who are suffering, those who are in need, those who are seeking Jesus. You know, we know, we know this from, you know, the story of the Good Samaritan, where for well-meaning religious reasons, the Levite and the priest uh, avoid all proximity with the suffering by passing by on the other side. And Jesus tells this story to say it was the Samaritan, horror of horrors, it was the Samaritan who was willing to get proximal to the person who was suffering. You know, as, as believers, and part of, I guess, part of what we do, seek to do in Bangladesh, though you can do it in Horsham or any other part of the world, is just having that willingness and openness to get close to suffering because, because God is close to those who suffer. Being the age that, that I am, I grew up being a, a U2 fan. And so, anyone else here heard of U2? <laughs> Knows U2, likes U2. <laughs> but uh, the, the, the lead singer of U2, Bono, is, he's always good for a quote. And a couple of slides on, not that one, the next one. He, uh, he said this, God is in the slums, in the cardboard boxes where the poor play house. God is in the silence of a mother who has infected her child with a virus that will end both of their lives. God is in the cries heard under the rubble of war. God is in the debris of wasted opportunity and lives. And God is with us if we are with them. God is with us if we are willing to be with them. This next video story is uh, a couple called, about a couple called James and Bina, who are a Bangladeshi couple who, who are supported by BMS World Mission, and we encourage them in, in the work they're doing. And 10 years ago, they were called by God to go and work in the tea plantation area in the northeast of Bangladesh. And in these tea garden areas, they're, uh, they're some of the poorest and most marginalised people in Bangladesh. Uh, a long historical story that we won't go into now, but they were basically made landless and became the enforced labour force in, in the tea gardens that are now all uh, Bangladeshi owned and run. But God called them to get close proximity, get close to those who were suffering and plant churches in the villages 
where, where these landless and marginalised people live. And this is another lovely story that just happened this year of a church that's been planted and we were there on, on Easter Sunday. This is Alan Barry. not easy for these guys like James and Bina to to go out into new areas and to share and to share the gospel yet because of the calling of God they're willing to go live there get in proximity to the people and share the love of Jesus in not just in preaching as you saw on the video but one one of the wonderful things about BMS is is when people need wash training which is sanitation and hygiene training when they need uh, uh, relief because of flooding then as a partner BMS alongside the people working in these communities and respond quickly and we kind of act as the as the middle people to enable some of that to happen so we we're hugely privileged as you can tell I get quite excited <laughs> and we're very privileged just to be in this position of, of linking you with, with some of these situations where, where God's at work. Let's go on to the, the third picture. Lazarus, come out. You know the story from, from John chapter 11, where the friend of Jesus, Lazarus, has died. Jesus delays going to the village and so when he arrives, Mary and Martha, the sisters of Lazarus, Lazarus 
uh, a crying and uh, mourning and complaining. You know, saying, Jesus, <laughs> if you had been here, this wouldn't have happened. And then Jesus does that wonderful, well, it's wonderfully moving. He, he stands and stops. And then it says, Jesus wept. Which in one way is a little mysterious because I think he knew what was about to happen. But I love the fact that Jesus still stopped with those who were grieving and, and wept with them. You know, I like these pictures of Jesus, the one who rejoices with those who rejoice but weeps with those who weep. So he weeps with Mary and Martha and then he says in a commanding voice, Roll the stone away, Lazarus, come out. And Lazarus comes out of the tomb, but is still bound up with his, the burial cloths. And then Jesus says, untie him and let him go. You know, so often religion of all shapes and sizes including Christianity, can have an effect of tying people up. So I, it's a Jesus saying, untie him and let him go. This is Jesus who wants to give people fullness of life. And there are many things in all of our lives that can tie us up and bind us. You know, the problems that we suffer, our fears, our anxieties, and Jesus says, be free, untie and let go. There's one story, the next picture is a picture of a woman. This is Nondita. Nondita was, uh, is the first woman pastor that, uh, that the Shongo has ordained. Uh, it just happened in, in November. Shongo ordained two women and we were we were in a, a, a Bible study time with her and we were reading the story of Lazarus and she she shared this afterwards she said I could relate to the story of Lazarus today when Jesus said to him untie his band was said untie his bandages it was the same for me that he has untied me. Being ordained as a pastor, as a woman, has always been impossible. The Shongo had directly said to me that it would not be possible. This is a, a woman, she was married as a, as a child, essentially, and then self-educated after, after her marriage and having two children, she self-educated and then started to study for a theology degree and has now completed an M MDiv in theology. But she says, even during my BTH studies, the Shongo confirmed it would not be possible. I didn't receive any financial uh, support. Considering the situa situation, we did not have any hope, but me and my family prayed to God with all that we had because it was our strong desire that I should serve his kingdom among women across Bangladesh. When you showed up, it was a channel of blessings for me and my family. He has worked through you 
answering our long-awaited and desired prayer. We only looked up to God, but he has miraculously used the help of BMS who have supported me and my family so that now I am free and able to serve. I am forever grateful to God. Isn't it wonderful? <laughs> God unties people and says, be the person that he has created you to be. God is the life giver. We owe our lives to God. Everything belongs to God. We are called by God to get into proximity with those who are in need because they need the life of God to help them. And God is the God who unties us and frees us. And then in John chapter 20, Jesus appears in the room of the disciples where it says, for fear of the Jews, they'd lock themselves away. Obviously thinking, well, what has just happened to Jesus in his crucifixion is probably going to happen to us next. So for good reason, they were locked away in their room. But then Jesus appears among them. And twice he says, peace be with you. Peace be with you. And then he says, as God has sent me, so I sent you. And then, just like in Genesis 2, Jesus just breathed on his disciples and said, receive the Holy Spirit, receive the life of God, receive the power of God. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is alive in you, Paul writes. Jesus breathed on them and sent them and the world has not been the same since. And so I would just want to, I, I, I would just like to invite us all just to stand together and just quietly, silently, let's just invite God to breathe on us this morning. So we'll just stand knowing that this life-giving God is with us now by his Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. And then he breathed on them. Jesus, you are the life giver.
as we leave here this morning, as we seek to serve you in the places that you have called us to be, then may your life be breathed into us and may we be able to give that life, offer that life, and in turn, metaphorically breathe the life of God into all the situations you have placed us. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Peter, for challenging words and encouraging words, and thank you for all you're doing with your wife uh, in Bangladesh. I just thought we'd sing King of Kings Majesty because this is the one that we serve. This is the one that takes people to Bangladesh. This is what takes the people in Bangladesh to belief in, in Jesus. It's a belief in a, a King of Kings. And we'll just... Um, sing through uh, this before we close.
Your life is the source of the whole world's life. Your mercy is our only hope. Your eyes watch over all your creatures. You know the secrets of our hearts. By your life-giving spirit, draw us into your presence, that we may worship in the true life of your spirit with lives moved by your love. Through him who has led us to your heart of love, even Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. I'm going to suggest, rather than say the grace together, um, we sing the benediction. Many of you will remember when we were in our other place, in the Legion Hall, that we used to sing this at the end of our service. Music and song brings back many memories. And I'm going to ask that we sing the benediction, May the Peace of God. Christ the risen Son.